Ready? Okay. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Catholic Social Services. We're delighted to join with the Government of Alberta in acknowledging the beginning of Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorder Awareness Month and FASD Day, which is forthcoming later this week. I wish to share how important the government's recent FASD funding enhancement is for an agency such as ours, which provides support to vulnerable Albertans impacted by FASD. The job of FASD support workers is important to the well-being of our society, and wage increases for this critical group of workers is vital to our recruitment and retention efforts of this special group of people. Today's announcement from the government of the Government of Alberta assists greatly with Catholic Social Services programs such as First Steps, a program designed to support pregnant women with a history of alcohol and substance misuse to avoid prenatal exposure to harmful substances. Our Coaching Families program, a program in which we provide supports for caregivers of children with FASD, and other programs such as Step by Step and McDaniel Youth which are geared towards providing supportive programming for not only youth with FASD, but parents with FASD as well. So once again, our sincere thanks are offered to Minister Nixon and to the government of Alberta for this much needed and appreciated help. Minister Nixon. Thank you, Troy, for that, and thank you, uh, everybody, for being here today and joining us this afternoon for this announcement. Before I begin, though, I'd like to quickly take a moment to thank the Catholic Social Services for hosting us today at their wonderful uh, facility, and I would like to acknowledge the incredible work this organization, as part of the Archdiocese of Edmonton, is doing to serve vulnerable Albertans in Edmonton and surrounding areas. For more than 60 years, Catholic Social Services has provided care and help to people from all walks of life. I am truly appreciative of their efforts to treat everyone in need with humility, compassion, and respect. I would also like to recognize the Edmonton Fetal Alcohol Network, along with the 11 other networks across the province. Their work is paramount in improving prevention, diagnosis, and supports for individuals with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, or FASD. Over the last year, the networks provided support to nearly 5,500 Albertans and their caregivers. I'm grateful for everything that you do, and the province is grateful for everything that you do. Alberta's government is proud to partner with the networks, as each of them represents an important part of our mission to care for vulnerable Albertans. Through my time working with vulnerable populations in our province, I've seen how the work of social sector workers can change lives. I believe deeply in the importance and value of this work. This is why I am pleased to announce that our government, Alberta's government, has invested $2.9 million to support wage increases for frontline workers supporting individuals with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Specifically, this funding supports, on average, a 10% wage increase for frontline FASD workers. Like many industries, the social services sectors has been experiencing workforce challenges for some time. The sector is struggling to attract and retain staff. We understand the pressures inflation is causing and the cost of living is causing for many Albertans. Funding increases will go a long way to improving workforce challenges and providing more equity in the workforce. This wage increase is in addition to the $330 million 
in funding our government announced as part of budget 2023 to support frontline workers across Alberta's social sector. As September is Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorder Awareness Month, it's important for Alberta's government to reinforce our commitment to supporting those with FASD and their families and caregivers. There are many dedicated organizations and individuals who work tirelessly to support some of our province's most vulnerable citizens. And the, and the many individuals living with FASD have such unique talents, strengths, and abilities that play an important role in the success of our province. This is why Alberta's government is proud to declare September 9th as Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorder Awareness Day in Alberta in perpetuity. This declaration will raise awareness of the prevention, diagnosis, and supports for individuals with FASD and recognize the efforts of our partners in the community. It's also a reminder that we all have a role to play in improving prevention, diagnosis, and support for Albertans living with FASD and their caregivers. Together with healthcare professionals, educators, and community leaders, we can play a vital role in spreading awareness about FASD, breaking down stigmas, and providing assistance to those who need it. Increasing funding for this sector aligns with our commitment to ensure the important services Albertans rely on remain available. Frontline FASD workers show great courage and dedication in caring for vulnerable citizens every day in our province. And we depend on their hard work to make sure people get the help that they need. Our government recognizes the valuable contribution these workers make. I'm committed to working with our partners to find solutions that will support the continued viability of this important sector. And I'm committed to doing everything I can to continue to help vulnerable Albertans and protect the services that they rely on for the future. Thank you again for being here today. Uh, we have a couple more stakeholders, I think, to speak. I didn't check who it was, though, so I will have to ask them to come up. Uh, but I do appreciate your time. Hello, everyone. I'm Blair McCormick, and I'm the Executive Director of the Calgary Fetal Alcohol Network. Today, we gather here to express our heartfelt gratitude to Minister Nixon and the Government of Alberta for their commitment to ensuring individuals with FASD and their caregivers receive the critical supports they need. Specifically, we wish to extend our appreciation for their recent decision to increase funding for FASD support workers. This decision is a testament to the government's dedication to improving the lives of those impacted by FASD and their families. FASD is a complex and lifelong condition that presents unique challenges for individuals and their loved ones. It requires specialized care, understanding, and support. FASD support workers are the unsung heroes of our communities, working tirelessly to provide invaluable assistance to those in need. Their role is pivotal in helping individuals impacted by FASD to reach their full potential. By increasing the funding for these dedicated professionals, the Alberta government has shown a profound commitment to addressing the unique needs of those living with FASD. The investment not only recognizes the importance of their work, but is an investment in the betterment of our communities, our future generations, and the welfare of all Albertans. In closing, I want to express our profound gratitude to the Alberta government for their unwavering support of the FASD networks, and by extension, individuals and communities we serve. Thank you again to the government. We'll now take questions from the media. If you could just state your name and the outlet that you're from, and we'll do one question and one follow-up. We'll start with people in the room and then move on to the phone lines. 
and move to the phones. Can I get the first caller? The first question is from uh, Catherine Kukowski, Alberta Today. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks. I, I apologize. It is off topic. I am writing about today's announcement, but also some other things. Um, I'm looking at these, this housing needs assessment in Calgary and just the massive growth in the amount of income you need just to afford rent or you're buying your first home. And I'm wondering, will the pr province be doing anything in response to the upcoming meeting on the housing strategy? Will you be making any changes to what you're doing in response to seeing some of these numbers? The government has been clear, and I, I've been clear, that the housing challenges that we face in Alberta and across the country are amongst the biggest challenges that we intend to address in this mandate. Um, there's no path forward on that without a strong partnership between municipalities, the province, federal government, uh, and uh, native uh, tribes, uh, native councils as well, have to fall into that conversation. And we uh, continue to be in daily contact uh, with leadership of other governments uh, as we develop a strategy across the province. Specifically for the upcoming meeting in Calgary, uh, the conversations about uh, changes that will have to take place to bylaws and regulations and zoning processes to be able to make sure that we can build the housing that we need in our province are absolutely critical. They will be different in different communities. Calgary's needs will be different than Edmonton. And smaller communities in Alberta will be different uh, than the big cities. But we do know that there's going to have to be efforts done to address red tape uh, and, and other components that are restricting the development uh, of housing inside our province while still making sure that we develop it appropriately uh, and make sure that uh, all the rules are followed. So we'll be watching closely uh, as council has those conversations. I have a commitment from the mayor uh, that she understands the importance of, being, uh, of making sure that we have a regulatory uh, process in partnership with municipalities that can make sure that uh, we're building homes. Minister McIver, the Minister of Municipal Affairs and myself are also in close contact uh, and as the Premier has said, uh, we will have more to say uh, on any potential changes that may have to happen from the provincial level to be able to address uh, things like bylaws and zoning issues. The province, though, will continue to dedicate significant resources uh, in, in investing in building housing as well as supplementing uh, rent. Uh, we are right now in the process over the next seven years, by 2031, investing $9 billion between my department uh, elsewhere within the government of Alberta, other governments that are working with us in partnership and nonprofit sector uh, to build over 25,000 new homes across the province. Now, that's not enough to be able to meet the full challenge that we face, but it is a significant start. I'm also really excited to see some of the numbers last week that show that our province was leading the way in June on purpose-built new rental accommodations. So it increased by 3% in June, which is the most inside the country. In fact, most other provinces saw it go down. I think this emphasizes the work that we're doing through the Stronger Foundations Plan in the province is working. Uh, we have a long way to go to be able to address uh, this crisis, frankly, that's been created by the federal government. Uh, but we intend to, uh, to accomplish it, and I think uh, we're seeing signs that our plan is working. Follow-up? Yeah, so, so on that stronger foundations, I guess I guess I'm wondering if anything needs to change. You say it's not going to be enough, you're not going to get there. Is it incumbent on those other levels of government to step up and you're gonna stay the course or does something need to change from the province? 
again, the Stronger Foundations plan uh, is the base of what we need to do to be able to accomplish it. Uh, certainly 25,000 new units, uh, 25,000 new homes is a good starting position. Uh, and as we see the change in circumstances across the country, uh, we may have to adjust to be able to have a larger ambition when it comes uh, to those circumstances. Uh, and we will be having those conversations as a government, uh, as well with other governments, to make sure that we're ready for that. Um, but I, I do think it's important to emphasize the large investment that's coming from the province of Alberta when it comes to uh, creating and building new homes uh, in, in our province. More needs to be done, uh, but more needs to be done by the federal government, as I have already said. Justin Trudeau and his government uh, need to step up to the plate in a big way. They are not funding this province appropriately per capita. Uh, the very first thing that they need to do is make sure that CMHC funding is given to each province per capita. Uh, and while they need to meet their obligations when it comes to First Nation communities, which the federal government is the jurisdiction responsible for uh, on-reserve building, uh, they also need to make sure that they're providing adequate funding off-reserve uh, when it comes to CMHC funding to make sure that we can meet our um, objectives. Uh, and so, you know, going forward, we need to continue to work, and we will continue in Alberta, to work on a, on a plan that is making sure that there are more homes for all Albertans to live in in an affordable way. Uh, and I think where the biggest way that we can see help with other jurisdictions is the federal government actually stepping up and treating all provinces equally when it comes to this important issue. Next question. This question is from Michelle Belfontaine, CBC. Please go ahead. Hi, Minister. I also have a housing question. Um, so you, you mentioned the Stronger Foundations Plan, which was introduced in November 2021 and is supposed to go to for 10 years. Um, so we're coming up on two years of this pro program. How many units have been built so far under the plan? Uh, I don't have the uh, exact number to answer it. I will have uh, Heather follow up with you, Michelle, shortly after this with, with the number. Um, but we do have, uh, I think this year, we're in the neighborhood of about 2,000 plus units uh, that will be coming online from the Stronger Foundations plan. Uh, from the very beginning, how many, I don't know, we'll get back to you on that. I want to emphasize we're on track uh, to build 25,000 by 2031 already with that plan. Uh, and, you know, we are in, what, year three of a 10-year plan. And that, it takes time to build this level of infrastructure. This is the challenge that the current Conservative government uh, faces is uh, we came in, uh, the not the NDP government saw affordable housing wait lists increase by 76% in the four years that they were in government. And so we are diligently working to be able to make sure that we reduce the waiting list when it comes to affordable housing. But it's got to get built, it takes time to build it. Uh, and um, you know, we are confident in the plan that we have that by 2031 we'll see about 25,000 new units of housing come from the Stronger Foundations plan. Now, Michelle, that's not the only thing that we're doing, and it's not the only thing uh, that needs to be done when it comes to uh, tackling the affordable housing uh, crisis in our country uh, and in our province. We're investing, again, over the next three years, a quarter billion dollars in rent supplements uh, as another example of one of the levers that we're using to be able to try to address uh, the housing situation going forward. I will stress this. If we want to meet our objectives, we need CMHC and the federal government to step up to the plate and make sure all provinces receive per capita adequate funding uh, from that program. Uh, and we need to also make sure that we're dealing with regulatory changes, uh, working closely with our municipal partners to make sure that we're not holding up necessary products or, or projects through red tape. Follow up. Uh, yeah, this is actually on today's announcement. Um, so, so you're going to be topping up uh, 
wages for people who work with uh, people with those with SISD by 10%. What's the average um, wage for, for these workers? I just want to get a sense of the scope of uh, what's happening here. Uh, I'm looking, Michelle, at uh, some of the caregivers that are here to see maybe if they'd have that answer. I don't. I'm happy to, to get it for you. I do want to emphasize that this is just one part of the overall announcement that the government is investing in when it comes to increasing wages across the social services sector. Uh, that's about $300 million that's being invested in budget 2023 to be able to increase, on average, uh, across the sector, wages by about 10%. What the average wage is, I have somebody coming up to tell you. The average wage right now is about 22 to $25 so I don't know if you heard that, Michelle, but the answer was the average wage was 22 to $25 an hour. Okay. I'm wondering, I mean, should it not be increased much more to attract people to the sector? Like, given with inflation and, and other, you know, opportunities that are out there. You know, again, Albertans are investing this year in 2023 $300 million of their tax dollars uh, into the social services sector as part of the almost $2 billion that are invested uh, in the disability sector, uh, in the social services sector a year by the Alberta government. This emphasizes the priority of the Alberta government and of Albertans as a whole in making sure that we're investing in these sectors, investing in the caregivers who work in these sectors to be able to make sure that they can care uh, for some of the most vulnerable Albertans. Uh, the reality is uh, we have to work within budget constraints that we have. I'm proud to be part of a government uh, that has done what I think is probably the largest increase in wages probably in maybe a couple decades, but certainly in, the la in my time in government, uh, to make sure that these very important workers are receiving a 10% raise uh, in one of the most tightest inflationary markets and tightest economic uh, circumstances that we see in the province. And that's all for today. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks.